Welcome to the Soul Lux Life Podcast, where our goal is to enhance the mental, physical, and spiritual luxuries in life. Make your life luxurious through knowledge, coaching, training, and technique. Visit us online at soulluxlife.com. Here's your host, Crispin J. Watson. So hi, you guys. Thanks to everybody that's on here. I'm here with my girl, Mara. She's based out of San Diego. Such a beautiful, girl, entrepreneur, mom, boss, has her own business. And nobody can tell you about somebody better than themselves. So I'm just going to let her tell you guys about her. And we'll go from there. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Thank you, Crispin, for having me on here. I'm so excited. First off, we all know, like me and you know, this is so overdue. Oh, yeah. Um, but nonetheless, uh, I'm Mara, you guys, and I am originally a Texas girl. I'm from Texas, and I have just been obsessed with a lot of things beauty, so that's kind of where I am today in my life and my career as an esthetician. Um, but like I said, I'm a Texas girl, uh, a little country. That's okay, though. Um, <laughs> I think that's the bee's knees though. But anyway, um, I've been living in San Diego for like five years now, going on five years and I absolutely love it. It's amazing. I've been able to flourish here since I've been here. Um, background always was this crazy killer athlete, um, but also still girly at the same time. So it was, it was very strange. Um, you know, softball, diving for balls and being upset that I got sand all in my hands and on my nails and stuff. So I was like a beast, but I was so girly. So this beauty stuff just has had my name written all over it for a very long time. Um, and so many things have happened to where I've just been able to really, really live my dream and my passion when it comes to that. So I have a beautiful five-year-old son um he's amazing just started kindergarten uh we're not going to talk about the distance and social learning stuff going on but um he's a huge motivation for what i do um my family they motivate motivate me as well so um i'm just out here i guess you could say trying to live the cali dream um but yeah that's me in a nutshell pretty much so how was your transition um I know you're from Texas and you went to college in Mississippi, right? Yes. How was college life for you? So how was the transition from Texas to Mississippi and then from Mississippi to Cali? Kind of tell us how you ended up there. Yes. So, oh boy. Um, Mississippi is definitely a world of its own, but I have to honestly say there's so much about it that I actually love and miss, um, especially a lot of my college friends and things like that um and the culture like there was nothing like being in a predominantly black state i mean it was it was awesome going to a hbcu so that was really cool it was it was an experience um i'm from san antonio so where i'm from is like a nice melting pot it's a military town so we have a little bit of everything there so going from that to 90% African American population, you know, like it's, it was, it was something, but it was so nice to kind of mm -hmm. hone in to my roots and things like that. Um, I will say where we were was country. I'm talking Walmart's about 20 minutes away. The, the nearest mall is an hour and a half away. So wow. 
Oh yeah, definitely uh, had to make use of the things we wanted to do to entertain ourselves pretty much. But um, it was a little bit of a transition, but it was a good one. Um, when I was there, I was able to pledge. I pledged AKA, so that was nice. Um, I can honestly say I got the full college experience for sure. So <laughs> going from Texas to there was just like, um, it was different. I was able to kind of spread my wings, discover myself and, um, you know, get planning pretty much, you know? Yeah, most definitely. And I experienced the same thing because uh, I went to an HBCU also. And so, you know, my school was mixed. So when I first went there, I was like, whoa, this is a culture shock. Like, I love us, we just love us here. <laughs> mm -hmm. A lot of us here, but I loved it and I would trade it for the world. Like if I could go back, I would do it all over again. It's just the experience of being in a new environment and meeting new people. So how did you, what sparked the, the transition from there to California? So I have always been different. And I can, and I mean, I'll just say that when it comes to like my family, I just have always been different. I've had a different way of thinking. I've been wanting to get away. Like I remember being 12, like I'm getting out of here, you know, when I'm, <laughs> when I'm grown, I'm leaving. And uh, it was crazy because I was an athlete. So how I got to Mississippi was because of a volleyball scholarship. So um, I grew up playing everything though. I played basketball, I ran track, I played volleyball, I played softball. And softball was actually like my thing. That was my first love, my thing. Oh my God. And I was getting recruited by colleges for softball. Um, a few for volleyball, but mainly softball. And a lot of them just weren't offering full scholarships. A lot of them were offering partial. And a big thing that, that was a goal of mine and my family's was that I could go and, and they could take care of it. And I wouldn't have to put my family like in a financial bind and stuff. So um, here came my little school, Mississippi Valley State. Softball coach came at me. Um, I went, I never, never saw the campus. I never took a visit or anything. But when I tell you this coach had been scouting me and recruiting me since high school, like I used to always see him. He would always talk to my mom. That's, I don't know if that was legal, but he would always talk to my mom. You know what I mean? And um, I just felt some sort of connection there anyway. Um, and just knowing that it was not right next door, like I would have to go away. I was I was all for it. I was all right. for it. Cause I could have easily taken something 20 minutes from the street, you know, down my house or yeah. Texas State University right up the way. But I was like, I'm ready to go. I wanna, go. I wanna see life and spread my wings. So um, that's kind of where that, came into but the funny thing is I ended up playing volleyball I didn't even play softball so he took me there and I <laughs> sorry I just I hate to out things like this but I think that they made a mistake when they were trying to calculate their funds and so when he told me that funding he thought I would have a scholarship and I didn't he asked me if I wanted to play another sport because he knew I played other sports and I could play that fall semester and come ready for softball in the spring so I was like okay fine so I ended up playing volleyball girl and um let's just say I decided to just stick with the indoor sport and I wasn't playing softball anymore so 
I don't know, but I mean, that's, that's crazy. So that that's kind of an example of how things can kind of just like go unexpectedly in our lives. Things don't always go as smooth. You went down there thinking you're about to play softball, but ended up playing volleyball all four years. Girl. I didn't know you were so athletic. Yes, girl. One of these days, I'm going to have to like shoot a whole video. I have so many trophies growing up. So like I got a lot of accolades academically. Um, and uh, athletically. And when I was in college, I was just at my prime girl. Like I was conference MVP, freshman of the year. Like I was always first team. I Don't be fooled. Like I told you, I'm, I'm so athletic, but I'm also girly at the same time. Like you see my eyeliner girl, I'd be out on the court with this eyeliner. <laughs> I don't be my face before this game. <laughs> For real, if we had to travel, because, I mean, we were in the SWAC conference, so if we had to go to, like, Little Rock um, or other states and we had a little bit of a drive, I'd just make sure that I'd start doing my stuff before we get there so that when we go, we could just warm up and play the game. <laughs> I love it. And so from there, um, you just kind of moved to California. So did y'all know anybody when you moved? Or was it just, like, a spontaneous move? Was it something you planned, like, a year in advance? Because, you know, a lot of people want to get away, but they don't really know, like, how. What's that first step? Um, so kind of walk us through that. Sure. It actually um, – here's the thing. From – I want to say the time I was, like, 16, because I used to be into modeling and all kinds of stuff, too. So I used to always be like, I want to go to California. I want to go to California. I want to go to LA. Like that was my thing, you know, at the time. Um, but I've always wanted to be out here. Um, and even when I was in college, when I met certain people who were from there, sometimes they thought I was from there. So I just feel like I've, um, and I just feel like I fit better out here. It's so weird, but it's just, a, it's, it's true. But how I got here, I met the love of my life in college. Um, and he's from here. So he's from San Diego. And so that is the reason I was here. Um, and it's a pretty sad, sad uh, reasoning because we were kind of in limbo between here and Texas. But um, a few years ago, his mom and his sister actually got diagnosed with cancer. And um, when things just started getting pretty serious with them, he was like, you know what, I want to be close to my family right now during this time. And I was just like, okay, well, you just say the word. We're there because it's me, him, and our son. So um, it was like, I'm with you, whatever you want to do. So we packed up and got out here. Um, and it was a it was a rough transition at first because we literally moved from Mississippi to Texas, okay, for a little while. And so with all of that going on, he was in tech. We were all in Texas together for about a month, and then he came out to California because during that month he was applying for jobs and things like that so that way we could at least be secure and stable in some kind of way when we do come and make that transition and mm -hmm. he got it and so he had to leave and he was like i'm just gonna stack my money and then i'm coming back for you guys and we're all gonna go together i'm gonna find a place for us and that's exactly what he did so um a few months after that uh is when everything started happening and panned out for us and he came and we drove down um, and just, you know, it was a crazy transition at the time because literally right when we got there, three days later, his sister had left us. And so, um, it was a very sad arrival, I'll say, um, yeah. and, uh, just having to 
come into being in, being excited, being like ready to try something new, be in a new place, but also like being in that just in that sad space because of what's happening and dealing with all of that too. It was a very like bittersweet um, time uh, us coming back, you know, but um, that's how I got out here and that's why. And nonetheless, we've been here since and we're trying to call it home. So I think um, it's important when you're going through these like big moves uh, and transitions to just make sure that things are in place. That way you're not putting yourself in a bind or in a hole, especially financially. So most definitely. And um, I kind of think that's a stumbling block for a lot of people. Uh, some people say they just up and move and just find a job when they go. And I'm all for that if you have to if you have enough savings for that. But if you don't and you're gonna end up putting yourself in a bind, um Yeah. Try that. Kinda have a plan unless you know somebody that's willing to let you stay with them or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Um, I agree. I agree <laughs> with that. I know that there's some people who are able to make that happen though. So I think most mm -hmm. times when folks do do that, they kinda know themselves mm -hmm. and they know they're gonna end up doing whatever it is they need to do. Um, believe me, if I wasn't where I am now, like if it was just me and I didn't have my son to think about or Kevin to think about or whatever, mm -hmm. I, I'd be gone in a heartbeat trying to make some stuff happen. But, you know, that's I think it's a personality thing, too. But I still think it's wise to always kind of have some form of just preparation. <laughs> Most definitely. I'm not like a element of surprise type person. Like I don't like surprises. So don't bring yeah. stuff up on me. I need to know how it's going to go, how it's all going to be panned out. So um, you got out there, you've been doing like makeup and everything. I know you worked at Mac. So can you tell us um, your, your journey with that? Like how you ended up owning your own business? Yeah, it was crazy. So uh, like I said before, I dabbled in a few things. I was modeling. Um, I went to school for communication. So I actually was a news reporter for a little while. And I did that. Um, and while I was doing that, I was working part time at Mac. So that was a little interesting, you know, trying to sell people some lipstick. And they're just looking at me like, yeah, I mean, it was, it was cool. Um, I liked it, but um, it just seemed like the more, the older I got, the more I really like started diving into the things that I truly love to do. Like certain things just didn't fit anymore. You know, like I loved certain aspects about doing the news. And really, like, at the end of the day, girl, everything that I've ever done, beauty was always just at the root of it all. You know, I have yeah. to be glam when I'm on camera um, modeling. I got to make sure my hair and stuff is done. And, like, it just all made sense. You know, now in hindsight, I'm like, girl, you should have just went to cosmetology school when you were 18. Like, what are you doing? You know, but <laughs> at the same time, stuff happens for a reason. But I definitely feel like the uh, just going into that was a little scary at first because I had always had like some form of a job for real, for real. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, that steady income coming in every two weeks. And so to make that jump was, it was a little crazy, but I will say I had support, um, especially moving out here. Um, you know, I stayed home for a little while and took care of my son, did what I needed to do mom wise. 
Um, because of course, you know, even though we have family, I mean, everybody's working, especially out here in California, like everybody's working, everybody's got stuff to do. Like it's not cheap here. So everybody's at work. Um, so for a little while I stayed home, but while I stayed home, that's when I kind of took it upon myself to push more, push more, you know, do makeup, Mara, put it out there that you're an artist, get to booking. So, um, I always kind of had, um, that drive to do that and i had good opportunities to do it i know it, it it could be hard for some people but i did have great support um kevin was like cool let's do it you know book some people let's do it you know and so um for a while i had people coming to my house um and i was doing makeup out of my house and when i tell you um when i first realized that it was like a legit business was probably a long time ago um modeling i had a shoot the photographer was like girl who does your makeup i need her and i'm like i do my own makeup and he was just like give me the artist and he like he really didn't believe like, me stop playing and I, like, I, I do my own makeup so he told me to come on Saturday. He had two models for me. And at that time, I was probably like 19, girl. I was young. I wasn't expecting payment or not. like, I just was like, okay, yeah, I'll do it. When he handed me that money, that was when the light bulb went off. And that was when I really was like, this could be a thing. So girl, doing makeup in college, a couple people paid me $20 here and there just to do their makeup before the, the Greek parties and stuff like that. So um that's when my my wheel started turning as far as how it could become a business and um mm -hmm. the deeper i got into it and seeing that there was makeup artists out there and that was their career it just kind of um helped motivate me a little bit to be like you can do this you can do this and over the years just everything that i do love just happened to be in an industry of its own like i love my hair i love my skin things like that and the fact that there is a route to go to where you are just beautifying people from the skin on out you know past makeup further than makeup i was right I was all for it girl all for it so um just knowing that the difference of of what's out there and what i can do for people aside from makeup i i was just into it so the first opportunity I had to take my butt to school and get licensed, I did that. So, oh wow, I love that. So that's something that you honestly seems like you've been passionate about. Since you've been doing it since nineteen years old, that's a long time. Um, yeah. I know makeup artists and people like the beauty industry. They can kind of get discouraged because it's one of those things that you really have to get out there and build your own clientele. Yes. Practice and teach and learn how to do makeup fast and like an hour on like client. So kind of how did you grow in that aspect as far as building a clientele once you made it to California or wherever you were at the time that you were doing makeup? Yeah, so like you said, I've been doing it for a long time. Um definitely I'm a I like to call myself a go-getter, so if I did somebody's makeup for something, I would make sure I took my pictures. I had to take my pictures and show the world. Um, and not only that, I took it upon myself to go ahead and get business cards. And I would be that weird person inside of Walgreens or inside of Walmart. And there's a lady looking for a foundation and she picks up the wrong color. And I'm like, ooh, you know what? You should try that one. And, and <laughs> like, oh, really? I'm like, yeah, that one looks like it's going to match. It's so much better. To your color, right? <laughs> so, 
after she, you know, you know, we're not supposed to open them things and test them, but she did that anyway. So after she did that, all you can do is COVID. Like I want to do it now before COVID. Like I'm gonna get my white colors. <laughs> exactly. So it, it, she was like, "Oh my gosh, you're right." And I'm like, "Yeah, well, I'm an artist. Here's my card. Um, if you ever need your makeup done, I do lessons too. You know, so I kind of just." went out there, you know, it's almost like how the Mary Kay ladies be doing, but doing it for myself type of thing, you know, um, right. that's kind of how it grew. And also just being in the industries that I were in when it came to modeling, when it came to news, I just, I was very well connected also. Um, and I put out a lot of content, even if I was just doing makeup on myself, like I have tutorials, I post about my videos on YouTube. So when it comes to like building, it's not just a one post and done thing. Like it's work. Like you have to make sure that the word is getting out there. Um, and you have to also be kind of optimistic about it. You know, you're not gonna, don't get discouraged because you put something out there and maybe only five people saw it. Like that's okay. Five people oh. saw it and who knows who they told or shared it to or all of that. So um, it's just a matter of connecting and I think that that helps a lot. Um, just that connection also, especially the people that you actually get a chance to work on and stuff. It's nice to connect with them and, and, and just kind of go deeper than surface level here. Like, yes, I do makeup for people and things like that. But when I tell you, I know my clients, like I know them, I know their life. I know all their business. I know everything. <laughs> Yes, girl. So, um, and that's the thing, like they're comfortable talking to me and I'm definitely an open book, you know, so we really get a chance to not only, you know, dive into these services, but we're exchanging good energy and just kind of giving each other support in one way or another. So that's important too. People like that. And they will tell people like, man, she's great, but she's also like this nice person. Like she's cool, you know, so mm -hmm. that helps. People will buy into you. Like, people really do. They buy into you as a person. Um, and that's why we just always have to be authentic. Um, stay true to our brand. So, but as far as the business aspect, you definitely, like you said, you have to get out there in front of people. You can't just, like, post one post. And we don't ever see you again until, like, three or four weeks from now. Um, especially yeah. with these algorithms work now, like, you have to stay on it in front of people. I'm like, if I'm not on my feed, I try to at least post in my story twice. Yes. So. <laughs> yes. Consistency in any kind of way is just, it's gold. Most definitely. Don't you like I'm doing a YouTube channel? I feel like you've done a great job building your YouTube. Um, tell us about your YouTube channel. Girl, my YouTube. I, uh, I'm actually a little upset because I wish I would, we just were talking about it, be a little more consistent with it. I feel like it would be doing so much better, but I can't complain. I got a little under 5,000 subscribers on there. Um, and for me to be inconsistent, that's great. So, <laughs> um, but my channel's even gone through like different transitions and stuff. It ultimately started with these makeup tutorials, makeup reviews, like that's kind of where that whole channel started. And just as I like evolved and got into other stuff, I kind of had my channel evolve some. Um, and I think that it's important for people to know, like when you're doing stuff like that, 
Mm -hmm. you might start off doing one thing, but other things may come around and it's just like, man, I should be doing this. And now I'm to the point where everything on my channel is all related to my profession. So I'm posting me giving a chemical peel to somebody or me getting some type of uh, dermaplaning or just something crazy done or doing a treatment to myself. Like I've totally tailored it to a more business standpoint, but at the same time, it's still feeding that, um, that passion of mine because I like this stuff. So it's like, oh, I can talk about this stuff all day. Let me do that. Because when it comes to YouTube, you I mean, you already know if you don't have that joy or that passion behind it, it's kind of just like annoying to try and do. And I think that that's the point that I got to with it. Um, it was just like, oh, God, I, I got to sit down and do this makeup video. You know, like I mean, it got old, like it wasn't doing it for me anymore. And so um that's when I decided to kind of like, okay, let me try something else. Let me vlog. Let me let people into my life a little bit. And that was cool too. Um, it was short lived, but it was still cool because people got a chance to see like what I enjoyed to do or what I like to do to work out or what my workout routine was and things like that. So ultimately everything I put out, I always try to make it be a helpful thing for people. Mm -hmm. Um, but I truly like it. And I think that if you are talking about anything that brings you that joy and you can just talk about it forever and ever and ever, I think that's something that is worth making a channel about because you'll be surprised who all is into that same exact thing or who's into those same things. So girl, YouTube, if I could just be a little more consistent and you know what, we're going to just put this on here now. This is my cue. I'm holding myself accountable. We have you on tape. We have yep, you. Yep. I'm here. I'm going to hold me accountable. I'm going to get back to it. I got tons of plans. I have a notebook full of stuff. So it's just a matter Girl, of time to sit down. Sitting there. Like my stuff has just been sitting there. Like I used to be into the whole YouTube thing. Like I started with makeup videos. But they got old to me quick. It's just a lot because you like you want the camera to be perfect. Your light has to be right. I make sure like I'm all in the camera so you can see. So it can be a lot. And I guess I try to tailor it around like my life right now and things that I have going on. So I initially started doing like topics that I care about, like being a single mom and things like that. Um, speaking of motherhood, so how has motherhood been for you? You're a mom. I love being a single mother. Yes. Motherhood is just amazing. It's honestly, it's such, I want to say for me, motherhood honestly is one of the biggest slaps in the face ever, but it's a good slap. I'll tell you that much. It is a good slap. It's a punch in the face. Oh, yeah. And when I tell you it's a, it's a constant learning, mm. like constantly learning. Um, you know, I'm already pretty hard on myself about a lot of things. But, man, when it comes to, like, me being a mother, I am so critical of myself because this is a little person that I'm in charge of. What he does in society falls on me type of thing. And I'm just like... I got to teach him right. I got to teach him right. I got, you know, I have to be the best me for him. So it's such a, um, a wake up call. And it's so nice to, to just have that aspect because you go from being so selfish. And I mean, I'll just say that bluntly, you go from being so selfish to really? becoming selfless and yeah. putting your own wants and needs aside to make sure that this little person's cool. So, um, 
one of one of the biggest biggest slaps in the face about a lot of things very humbling i will say that too but it's such a beautiful thing because i feel like after after giving birth and, and becoming a mother i honestly feel like i became a new person you know um it's very it's hard to explain it but i just feel like i became a new person a lot of things that used to matter don't matter as much um Oh man, uh, definitely the bubble, you, your big head gets popped. You can't wear them in little clothes no more, things like that. Like so much humbleness comes from that too. And it's needed. I mean, it is really needed. And it's nice to be able to go through those things and almost go through that self-discovery again mm -hmm. and, and fall in love with yourself again. Cause girl, I'm, and I'm just being real. We're talking about pregnancy and stuff. All that stuff is real. You have postpartum depression you have other oh. issues that, that come out from that and it's uncontrollable. You know, you have no control over your hormones and stuff. So being able to like, just find yourself again and not get lost in that is, is a challenge, but if you can do it, it's, it's a great thing. And I feel like it helps you be a little bit more well-rounded too and be able to deal with other things you might not have been able to deal with even people too so mm. it teaches you patience that's one like big thing motherhood has taught me oh, selflessness because like i i didn't realize how selfish i was until after i became a mom. like oh i didn't care about nothing until i became a mom so that's kind of one of those things it's an eye-opener um, and it's kind of one of those things you can never really prepare for, but it's definitely right. a motivator because it helps you to, you know, I got to stay on my toes. I got to build the best life I can for my kid. Now, honestly, my kids have been the reason I haven't given up. Um, you know, like you said, postpartum depression is real. Like I went through that. The women's bodies go through so many changes that people don't understand, but it's so real. Um so it's great like having a support system somebody that's there for you and like you said kevin's been a great support system for you um so how important would you say like support systems are for people that i wouldn't say even people that don't have kids like when building a business um how's your support system being with that and you know people talking you out of your dreams if you've ever experienced that um what would you say to someone that is experiencing something like that Oh, yes. Um, I feel like that's just going to come with the territory. And I feel like that is like the first line of defense for people who um, just aren't familiar with those things. You know, I think that when people try to discourage you from doing something, it's because they're kind of like throwing on their own fears to you. Um, you know, for whatever reason, it wasn't something that they wanted to do because of X, Y, Z, whatever, but that doesn't pertain to you. That's them. Right. Um, and that's their feelings. So I always like to tell people just because somebody tries to, you know, tell you these negative things or tell you to deter away from what it is you're trying to do. I just say, you know, you might just need to kind of distance yourself from them because ultimately mm -hmm. you're the one with the vision. And you're the one who's, you know, you got these hands, these hands are going to be the ones putting in that work. Ultimately, you know, it's nice when you can have uh, good friends, a good support system, a nice supportive family, but not everybody has that. Mm -hmm. And you do have people in your circle sometimes who just don't understand what you're doing or why. And that's mm -hmm. okay. It is okay. And I think that's when you have to almost um, 
start compartmentalizing people in your life and you know put out there network and make connections because if you're trying to get somewhere and you have this friend over here who ain't trying to get anywhere and i'm just being very vague in general but you know if you're trying to take a business somewhere and then you have this friend who is okay and content with whatever their life may be that's totally different from yours that's fine you guys can still keep that friendship keep that connection whatever it may be but get out there and attend certain networking events with people who have similar interests with you um, mm. I think that makes a big difference because you'll be able to meet people who understand, who either know what you're going through or have been there before, or they're on that same plane as you also. And you guys can then come together and encourage each other to keep going. Um, I mean, I can, I'll be honest. I, I remember my, uh, have a family member when I just totally was like, you know what, I'm just going to do makeup. You know, this is before I went to school, of course, but I was like, I'm just going to do makeup. What was told to me? Oh, you're not going to make any money doing that. You're not going to be able to live off of that. That's not going to make, you You can't make a living off of that. Like those are the things that came from a family member. So, um, mm -hmm. so somebody being that close to you saying those things, it's like, you know, oh my gosh, like, of all people, I would think that you would encourage me. You know me. You've seen me grow up. You know, it's just like, it's weird. But sometimes these, like, punches come from the most unexpected close places. Like, they come from home. And it's weird. But um, it can be a discouraging thing. But I always like to use that kind of stuff as motivation. And um, it's just one of those things of knowing who you are. If you know who you are and what your capabilities are, I that's that's just riffraff whenever people are trying to deter you away from your dreams and what you're trying to do. Because at the end of the day, they might have a lot to say, but what are they doing to help you? Most times nothing but just yapping and saying whatever. You know what I mean? So mm -mm. Mm -hmm. I don't have time for that. And I think um, it's important for people to recognize those things. Mm. I think sometimes people like to uh, really let it influence them, especially depending on who it's coming from. But mm. at the end of the day, at some point, when are you going to put yourself first? When right. are you going to let your own opinions and thoughts take their course and not let anybody influence you? You would be surprised, you know, and when that, when that light bulb goes off and clicks, it's, it's just like, man, I wish I would have just done that, you know, a long time ago, but it's okay. You know, everything happens for a reason and, and things happen when they're supposed to happen. But, um, yeah, just, I, I can't, I don't condone negativity. I don't like when people do that. I really don't. And it's the, it, when I tell you, and I'm speaking from my own personal experience, when I tell you that it comes, especially the more you keep growing and the more you want to do, because it's it's a constant form of evolution for you. Um, and and you just like the things you're doing evolve and, and grow. You have to do that, too. Like you have to also evolve and grow. And sometimes people just don't like to see that change. That's all I'm going to say. They don't like to see the change. But these are the things that I need to do. And this is how I need to be for my dream to happen. And if you can't understand that, I'm sorry, you know, cause if the shoe was on the other foot, I would totally want to see your dream come to fruition and flourish. But everybody just doesn't think like that. 
Most definitely. Everybody is different. And I like how you said um, some people will really put a lot into it depending on who it's coming from. So even if it's like family members or somebody else you really trust, you just have to make the executive decision for your business to either not share anything with them business-wise. not saying cut them off, like, right. you know, your family or your friends or whoever it may be, but just like sharing your dreams, your ideas, your business with them. And you know, everything's not meant to be shared. Exactly. Um, usually things that are like at the beginning and the building stages. Um, I just say kind of do things privately before you publicly announce them. You just make sure like all your ducks are in a row. Because, um, you know, people pray against things. <laughs> and people will talk. People will talk you out of your dreams just because they haven't done anything. And sometimes it may not be like intentional that they're being negative, I feel like, but you can't talk business with somebody that has never run a business. You can't talk like business mindset ideas with people that just don't have the same mindset as you. Exactly. <laughs> That's kind of one of those things, kind of watch your circle. I feel like you kind of are who you hang around. If you're the smartest person in your circle, you're in the wrong group. <laughs> Right. need to evolve um so kind of what are some things you do to kind of grow as a business owner and as a mom just as a person as a person i think um it's important to look in the mirror and be able to tell yourself about yourself i know sometimes we as people we don't like to hear about the bad side of us or the ugly side of us. We don't like to hear about where we can improve and things like that. But I think it's important to hold yourself accountable for a lot of the things that could possibly be holding you back from growing. Um, you know, really analyze yourself, uh, break it down. There's been times where I've had to literally have a talk with myself because I felt like at one point I was just going so hard for my business, my business, doing this, doing that, taking time to do this, this and that. But then it's like, oh my gosh, like, I feel like I haven't given my son enough attention. I'm tripping. Like, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's a constant battle of balance, <laughs> I can say. Oh, yes, most definitely. It's a <laughs> constant battle of balance. Um, however, I feel like um, and I'm just, I'm a spiritual person. I believe in God, Jesus. So for me, whenever I'm kind of like just in this space of where, okay, Mara, like I'm going down this list and, and I, I make a lot of vision boards. I write a lot of stuff down. So almost when things have been crossed off this list, but I still don't feel fulfilled, like, okay, there's like, what else do I need to do? Because there's always room for improvement. I like to just you know, I pray a lot. I pray for guidance. Um, I pray for protection, pray for, you know, um, just to be covered and to have that discernment to make the right decisions or certain things to do. Um, and when it comes down to it, I pray. And you know what? I say my prayer, give it to God. But I also got to remember even though I'm I'm praying and I'm being blessed, I still have to put that work in no matter what. So I don't just send up prayers and expect for these things to fall in my lap. So it's a constant, it, it's work, 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 work. And when we're trying to grow a business, you just, you, you can't be content. I just don't see anybody being content um, at all with a business. And mind you, I think there's a point of where 
you get to where it's like, okay, my business is doing good. I'm comfortable. Like we're like, I'm able to live like that's great. So it's almost like everybody's, um, I guess you say everybody's level of success is a little bit different. Um, mm -hmm. but for me, my, my biggest purpose is to just, I, I love people. I love to help people. And that's what I do through my services. Um, I love making people feel good. So that is totally my MO when it comes to me and my business and just how people feel and that self-esteem. Um, mm. But to grow that, you also have to make sure that you're just in tune with the people you're trying to reach as well. And I think that that makes a difference too. knowing your audience, knowing the things that they might be looking for and how, you know, you can offer something to them that will help with growth too. Um, there's so many ways to grow a business, um, but I definitely think depending on what it is, of course, there can be people who have these businesses and you don't even know who they are. Like the business is doing great. Okay, you got the money for marketing, that's awesome. But most times a small startup business, it is work. And I think um, the most important thing is definitely to, to put that effort in do some research. I mean, I'm constantly always looking at marketing things. I go to, I tap into marketing seminars, what I can do with my content, what I can do with hashtags, what I can do. Um, you know, if we're talking guerrilla marketing, what I can do here out on the streets, if I see somebody outside, slip them a card, put some cards on people's windshields, you know, like it, it's so many things. Um, and I think it's just action. You got to take action. Mm hmm. And I like how you still get out there and put in that groundwork. You just don't always depend on social media. Like you said, you'll see somebody in Walgreens. I'm like, hey, and that's one thing I have to work on. Um, you know, I'm into real estate now, but I like haven't just went up to a random person and was like, hey, I do real estate. And that's one thing I feel like I need to do more of. Um, so kind of definitely, you guys, set goals for yourself. Um, write down some plans of action and definitely try to execute them. Um, so we're some of your future goals coming up so for me um right now i am really proud of where i'm at but of course we want to grow so i right now i have my studio um where i perform all my services and that's you know lash extensions um facial treatments chemical peels makeup and eyebrow waxing henna tinting for the brows and also permanent makeup so we got ombre brows, microblading, all of that good stuff. And I have my studio and I love it. It's private, it's intimate, my clients love it. But ultimately the, the future goal is one of two things or both. And we're gonna see how this pans out, but I, I love to give back. And so I really wanna have a space to where I can have rooms and, and things for people to come in and rent at a reasonable rate to grow their own business because it's hard. Um, mm -hmm. And mainly, I, I just feel like I can relate to those people who are looking to get started and they want to go the more professional route and actually have a professional space to be in. But I mean, 
if we're being real, like stuff is expensive, especially out here. Mm -hmm. So that discourages some people. Um, and even now, like with COVID, I mean, do you really want people coming to your house all the time and stuff like that? So ultimately I want to have some type of space. I don't want to call it a spa because that's not what it's going to be. I just mm -hmm. want a space housed under my umbrella, but I'm going to have rooms and, and things for people to use and, and rent and they can build their own business there. So um, that's ultimately what I want, but I am also looking into some form of a training facility because I absolutely love teaching about lashes and, um, and I also teach brow henna, um, with the waxing. So that's something that I've really been enjoying and I'm currently trying to figure out what I need to do to be able to offer, uh, the PMU services like microblading and ombre shading. So once I figure all that out, I will also be teaching that. And I think that I find a lot of joy in just sharing um, knowledge because my journey, like, yes, I, I feel like I have done very well for myself. I feel like my business is successful, but it didn't come easy and I didn't have help really. Like I had no help at all. You know, you might have some people who say all the right things and say, hey, if you need something, call me. And then you call them and it's crickets. Um, <laughs> what happened? You told me to call you and I needed help. So I know that it can be like that, especially in this industry. It's catty. It's such a weird, competitive, catty industry. And, and the way I feel, everybody can be successful. I can't lash every single person in the world. Right. No, I can't do everybody in the world's eyebrows. Like, you know, it's a it's a each one teach one method methodology that I like to live by. And I think that people um would really just benefit from what I would love to share and give them and just help them grow their own thing because that help is so hard to come by nowadays and and I just, you know, sometimes you need a helping hand. And like I said, I'm so spiritual. So it, I just feel like every time I help somebody, it comes back to me. It comes back. That's how blessings work. Um, and not that you're doing it to get anything out of it. That's just how amazing God is. I'm a spiritual person too. That's one of the goals of this podcast to enhance the mental, physical, and spiritual luxuries in life. Because um, I feel like everything that I have um, it's because of God. It's because of the relationship that I have with Him. So who am I to not give Him the glory? And I feel like when we find our purpose, and we find out in a purpose outside of money. Like you said, your purpose is to help people. You want to be able to give startups um, a way that is affordable because commercial property out here is expensive. Any business owner, anybody that has an inclination of opening any type of business, you know that it can definitely get expensive. So I love that you have that heart to actually help people. And because you've been there, like you said, you started from the ground with your business um, with not a lot of help. But I think that's the beauty of it. Um, you can't, you don't have anyone that's there to try to snatch it from you and say like, hey, well, if it wasn't for me, you wouldn't be. <laughs> this and that so i feel like god allows us to go through those periods but we literally have to get it out the mud um before that reward comes what advice would you give to someone that's in that where business is impossible in that in that waiting period um i would just say to stay motivated do not let discouragement get the best of you and it's 
definitely easier said than done. I mean, I've gone through periods where sometimes I'm like, oh my God, like, am I supposed to be doing this? Like, <laughs> am I really supposed to move forward with this and do this? Or was I just too far fetched? You know, like, there's going to be some things that come up and, and will make you question yourself. We're human, you know, we are totally mm -hmm. human, but that's when you just dig down deep and decide like, do you really want this or not? Um, and, and figure out your why, like why, if you do really want this, why, what purpose is it serving? What, mm -hmm. what is this going to benefit? Not only yourself, but other people. Like those are the things that totally helped keep me going. Um, and when you, when you do that and you open yourself up, like you begin to get people who actually will tell you how whatever you do or have or sell was such this like great thing for them. And then it's like, you know what? Okay. That's, that's why I'm doing this, you know? So, um, it's always, I just don't give up. Do not give up. Do not get discouraged. It's okay to be present in those moments where, Things just aren't looking so bright and sunny. But mm. I'll tell you right now, all storms don't last. So definitely stay motivated and, and just keep your strength and, and remember why you're even why you even started that thought process or why you even started this journey that you're on. Like why did you start? And that should be enough to help you keep going. Most definitely. So encouraging. I'm so proud of you and all of your accomplishments. Thank I have you. to make my way out there to California. You can do like a little girls weekend or something. I would love that girl. I know. I'll take care of you. <laughs> so tell me um, how they can find you, how they can connect with you. Yes. So um, on Instagram, I am at marabeauty.co. And then on Facebook, it's, I have a couple pages. So there's Mara Beauty, um, Mara Beauty Co. That's on Facebook. And then I'm Mara Nicole on Facebook. Uh, YouTube is Mara Beauty. And yeah, I think that's about all I'm on. So if you ever want to like reach out directly, um, you can always email me. It's marabeauty at iCloud.com. Um, and yeah. You know, my website is marabeauty.com if you want to check out my services and a few pictures of the stuff I do. But that is how you can reach me. I'm here. I'm an open book. <laughs> and I appreciate you coming on the podcast, Mara. Thank you so much. This was so much fun. Thank you for having me. And I'm just like, I'm very thankful for this. And I'm so proud of you as well. Because, oh my gosh, you guys have no idea. This podcast was a whole conversation a long time ago. So it's so cool to, like, be on here right now. Before Grant even made his business to this world, like, this was talked about. So that yes. is, like, be patient and, like, waste your time and just put in the work and do your thing, you guys. <laughs> <laughs>